Critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. And we are back on Wednesday. Not Tuesday. Wednesday, guys. Back on the normal day. That's right. But we're in a different place. We've moved up in the world, guys. We've moved into the actual actual studio. They let us yeah. in. They yeah. realize we're big time. They, we finally worked our way up to saying, we don't just stay in my tiny office anymore. Thanks to you, Phil Collin. Thank you, Phil Collin. It's all you're doing. Anyways, this is the Doc G Show. I am your host. Doc G, with me, as always, Dave, Burley Man, Burland. Persevering through sickness, too. That's right. Dedication. He's a team player. And Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Persevering through the evils of this world that we encounter each and every day. Oh, wow. Have you Getting deep. Have you encountered a lot of evils, Justin? Virgin Bat always does, baby. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Well, you know what I'm doing, guys? Constantly. What, dude? Working for a better show. Mm-hmm. Am I right? For Got sure, to. for sure. I'm always hustling. Bring in our tens Every of day listeners. You're hustling. The best product possible. Which is why we've got phenomenal programming week in, week out. It's why they get amazing guests like Reverend Sean Amos today. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yes, sir. It's like next week when they get Rich Cho. General manager of the Charlotte Hornets. It's like the week after that that they get comedian Shane Torres. Or the week after that that they get the great musical group Georgia Flood. The list, it goes on. Someone put this man now. He's on fire. Dude, that new studio digs. I mean, it's we're all on the, we're it's on all the up and up. Yes, sir. Yes. Because of the endless hustle, though, that I'm on, I have to sacrifice some things. Like hey, everyone's got to sacrifice, you know? I've got to sacrifice... All the greats. Some me time, you know. I gotta sacrifice some things that I want to do. I miss out on some fantastic things, you know. What do you? What do you say? What's like the number one thing that you sacrifice? I sacrifice a lot of home time, you know. I'm not at my house, just chilling. I can't be a homebody, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't get to see my humble abode, and you know, because of that. you know, sometimes I run into trouble. I run into trouble with my condominium board owner association. For not being there, you get in trouble? Well, for random things. Like really your fire alarm going off un- all day long? No, they're, you know, they were fine with that. Nobody complained about my fire alarm. Uh, my first offense with them came this past summer. I came to my condo one day, came home from work. And it smelled. There were some giant buckets on my porch. Oh, nice. And I was like, I didn't order these buckets. And I looked down, looked at who they were sent to. They were sent to the guy that lived there last. He ordered some buckets? He ordered some buckets of solar sealant for a roof. Ooh. Hmm. Which is really weird when I don't have a roof to take care of. But, anywho, he ordered them for wherever he is now, and obviously on Amazon didn't realize that he hadn't changed the address. And so I got these, and I was like, tried to pick one up, super heavy, and I was like, well, I'm not moving these. So they just sat there, right? (laughs) That's what you would do, right? Either of you, would you, I mean, would you actually try to, like, send these back? Not if they're that heavy, no. Yeah. No, I'm not wasting that effort. So they sat there for, like, three months. And then I got a... Uh, How many buckets were there? Two. Just two. Okay. I got I got a notice on my door that was like, hey, move these buckets. And I was like, they're not my buckets. Then I got another one after like another week that was like, move them now or you'll get thrown out. And I was like, no. Oh. All right, I guess I'll have to move the Dang. buckets. <laughs> so I moved the buckets. And that was annoying because they were really heavy. I dragged them to the dumpster and was like, sorry, guy, you're losing Did your you look how much those were worth? No, I didn't care. I would have done that first. Uh, yeah. that, that's a good idea. Because you could have resold those. I don't care about value, though, so I was just like, whatever. Obviously whatever's not. 
So then the next one, the last one, this one happened just the other day, mm-hmm. actually Friday. Okay. Last Friday. So I come home, I've got uh, my order from Yankee Candle that oh, I was yeah. extremely excited about. Sun, I was trying to sun make, and sand. I was trying to make my house smell lovely so yeah. I'd want to be at home, right? And uh, on top of the box, there was another letter, and I was like, oh, what is this? I look at this one. What is this one? Your unit has a wreath on the door. You're not allowed to have a wreath on the door. Like a Christmas Whoa. wreath? That wreath has been on there since I got the place. <laughs> you didn't even put it on there? That's my that's my landlord's wreath. It's been there for two wow. years. And I was just like, why now did you drive by and say, wait a second, I hate that wreath. It needs to leave right now. And there was this long paragraph how they are fully considerate of how the value of condos look and how I need to be considerate. And I was like, I do, you want me to take it off? It's not mine. I I'll didn't, take it off. I didn't realize Reese affect apartment values. Apparently they do. Hmm. They're a little, you know, they, they overstep their line, you know, their habitual they're, line. They're just trying steppers. to get you out now. Yeah. They're habitual line steppers, and they're trying to push me to the edge. The man's trying to push you down. On this show, we don't overstep our line. No way. We don't overstep our line as entertainment providers, Ah, guys. True, true. I mean, sometimes we overstep and give them too good. You know, sometimes the shows are just too good. They can't. But that's the only time you should step over the line. But we deliver it every week. Mm -hmm. I want to like those packages to your door. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good connection. Thank Good connection. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, listeners. Yeah. Anyways, guys, are you ready to fire up the show? Yes, sir. Fire that sh up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Okay, so as I told you, Sean Amos, Reverend Sean Amos on the show today. Sweet. Great blues singer. Can't wait to talk about some blues. He's headed over to Europe. He's getting ready to release his new album. He tells it like it is, man. I can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be a good show. We're going to hear some music from him coming up soon. Yes, sir. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you guys ready to start at the birthday suit where we start? Of course. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Numero uno. Here we go. Our birthday suit wearer was born February 7th, 1989. Oh. He was named after his after his father lost a bet hmm. because his favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers, lost to the Detroit Pistons. Wait, what? Oh, I know who this is, man. It's Go I, ahead. It's IT, man. IT. Isaiah. For Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. That's it. That is correct. I knew you would get it after that clue. I knew one of you would get it after that clue. That is very true. So uh, if, if the listeners out there didn't know, his dad, huge Los Angeles Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. The Lakers played the Detroit Pistons in the finals 1989, and he told his friend, guess what? I'm so confident that they're going to win. I'll go ahead and bet that my unborn child, his name will be Isaiah Thomas if the Detroit Pistons win. Dude, I've always wondered if that was just a coincidence. Nope. No, that's how it happened. Yeah. Hmm. And he actually turned out, his dad actually turned out to like the name. Like, he was pretty jazz, jazzed about the name. Hmm. And he ended up calling him Zeke, like Isaiah Thomas, oh, wow. the original. That was his nickname. His other nickname when he was young was uh, Big Head. Big Head. So I would prefer Zeke yeah. instead of Big Head. Hey, Big Head. But he came out of high school, 92nd ranked player coming out of high school. Uh, chose to go to the University of Washington. Yeah, you Averaged 16.4 points and four assists a game for his college career. Declared for the NBA after his junior year. Drafted by the Sacramento Kings, then played for the Boston Celtics. And, of course, now struggling with the struggling Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. Fun fact, I think we're all taller than him. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. At least close. We've got to be. Yeah. He's a shorty. Well, and, and no doubt. They they put him higher than yeah they they say he's like five nine but no way yeah, yeah no. but he probably whoop us still 
Oh. Ball. Well, I mean, as far as basketball, there's no question. Yeah. He definitely. Beat but whoop as he in, like, pr- fight, I uh, don't... Mm. As far as basketball, I think he could beat all three, three of Three on one? At the yeah. same time. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Those those handles he's got, my goodness. And he's small. And he can... He, I've, I've seen him dunk. He can dunk. Yeah. He can dunk. Really? And I, I don't know if my old man legs can get up there anymore. I'm pretty positive. My young can. man legs can't dunk. Anyways, that's enough. Happy birthday to IT. Isaiah Thomas. Guys, you ready to rip some headlines? Yeah, rip it, son. And now, the news. All right. So, guys, on campuses around the country, they do a phenomenal job. The campus safety and police do a phenomenal job policing, getting their job done, making sure that folks are safe around the various universities. Can we agree yeah, about that? Definitely. Yes. Yeah, for I sure. think they do a good job. Yes! Fantastic job. Yes! In fact, they lock, uh, let us into the lock studio. When we locked ourselves. We locked ourselves due to safety. Hats off to the police for that. Thank you, guys. Um, but safety may have gotten a little out of hand on uh, University of Denver's campus. Oh, what, what happened? They may have gone... A smooch too far. Hmm. Around 10 on Thursday. A.M. or P.M.? P.M. Okay. Last week, uh, all the students and staff uh, received a message, text message alert, Mm -hmm. from campus safety and police. We have received reports of a suspicious male party exposing himself near the Ritchie Center. Wow. We've had that happen at UNF, too. More information will be shared when available. Classes not currently in session are suspended until further notice. Wait, what? If you are outside, find safety. For a flasher? you can. Huh? For a flasher? Uh, it's serious. For a flasher, yes. It's serious, guys. Pretty concerned about that, guys. Classes that aren't happening are suspended. <laughs> I mean, as far as I can tell... I don't think he had a dangerous weapon. Oh, I would oh. consider that a dangerous weapon. It could be. It could be, depending on how you shape it. Huh? Denver, Denver wasn't. They weren't. They weren't holding anything back. They were like, you know what? Bring everybody inside. Lock campus down. Lock your doors. You gotta find this purge. Hide everything. <laughs> hide your children. Hide your wife. He's coming. Serious. But I want to let you guys know, Florida, not to be outdone. We have a better story than that nice. about an exposer. Oh, another one. An exposer. That's right. So that's a classier flasher. Florida says, "Take this, Colorado." A Orlando man was arrested on Wednesday. Uh, he was arrested for exposure of sexual organs, Ew. disorderly conduct, and indecent exposure. So, sexual orange? let me so, tell you how this it's all like a went double down. Whammy. Yeah, double whammy. Finally, so, leasing consultant of the Andover Place Apartments in Orlando walks by the community gym, sees one of the attendants in the apartment riding an exercise bike, completely naked. What? Heck, that's the only way. You that's can dangerous. Ride it. That's extreme chafing. Before I finish <laughs> the rest, before I finish the rest of the story, I hope they got rid of that bike. I really hope they Maybe did not you can't, keep you can't that even bike. disinfect that. That's Hopefully they that. upholstered that leather and everything. Oh, if they reupholstered it, that'd be fine, yeah. But yes. there's no way you can clean it. You're not no. taking a Lysol wipe to that. Nope. No, no. No. But anyway. Get some under cheese on that. <laughs> what? So she saw this. She saw this. The leasing attendant saw it and was yeah. like, mm, I'm not messing with that. I'm going to go get somebody that works here to go tell him. And so she got one of the guys, the maintenance guys, to go into the gym. Asked this guy what he was doing. Guy goes in. Hey, um, what are you doing? <laughs> working out. Duh. That was his response. And he went perfecting back to working his body. out. Wow, perfecting his body. So the maintenance guy was like, um, hey, just a heads up. They called the police. So they're coming. <laughs> oh. Just to let you know. <laughs> so the naked guy uh, casually got out of the gym and uh, left. Uh, a few naked? Minutes, yes. Oh, completely wow. naked still. A few minutes later, one of the landscaping employees calls to the leasing office and says, yeah, there's the same naked guy you guys were talking about on the walkie-talkie system. He just urinated in the community pool. Girl, come on. And nice. he's rolling around in the grass um, doing other stuff. 
Wait, what? what? So what does that um, mean? You let yeah. our imagination. I'll leave it there. Yeah, uh, he was doing other stuff, um, and the cops came in to stop him from being naked. Just making dirt and doing and other yeah. stuff. Doing other stuff. So yeah, so Plucking take that, Denver. You just had an exposer. We had a guy that was exercising, urinating in the pool. He took it to another level. And they went to him. Yeah. Instead of avoiding them. Exactly. Yeah. Because we uh, ain't scared here no. in Florida. Nope. So I'm guessing he's in jail now. Yeah, probably. I'm also guessing, they didn't say in the story, but I'm guessing there were some drugs. In there. Yes! I'm just going to go out on. on probably. There usually are in that scenario. When in doubt, Guys, it, my friend. I probably should one idiot from the stories about nudity. No. But I've got one more no, that just segue. That's 360. Um, to come right back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to do. Let's do it. Dave, when you were in middle school, did you ever try to order, deliver a pizza to school? No, but that's a great idea. Have you ever seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Mm-mm. Spicoli does that in the movie. You should watch it. It's a great 80s movie. Classic. This one with Sean Penn, huh? That is. He's yeah. Spicoli. That's the guy ah, that orders the pizza. He's like the stone dude. He Yes, he is the surfer stoner. Yes. yes. Anyway, so there's a guy in a middle school in Austin, Texas this past week that sort of tried to do that. Except he ordered something else. <laughs> what? Apparently, student at Grisham Middle School decided at 11.30 a.m., to make a delivery on his phone with his parents' credit card wow. for a stripper. Wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so while the while the, while the like DJ the was playing Gucci game. Yeah. So <laughs> so he he paid for the stripper. Perfect. Set the time she was supposed to come. Wow. But when she got there, she realized this is a school. This is a school. Hmm. So she called headquarters and oh was like, my God. "Hey, you guys sent me to a school. And they were like, Headquarters. Mm, maybe you shouldn't go in. And she's like, you're right. So first of all, quick heads up by the stripper. Because I got a feeling there are some strippers out there that'd be like, oh, okay. um, maybe it's easy. the principal that's like got a going away party. Easy money. <laughs> I got to pretend to be the naughty student. What? Yeah, or maybe I'll get, maybe I'll just get thrown out before I even do anything so I get the money still. Right? <laughs> How did that kid even get free stripper? But contacts? instead, nope. I, yeah. I think I, I think I should do the right thing here and not go in. So, but the, the story goes on. The principal so, let so the message out that. That nobody saw any indecent exposure, but the student is being reprimanded for trying to get a stripper to come Dang. to. Dude, props to that kid. That's yeah. awesome. Justin, have you ever cared for an infant? Hmm. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. I don't plan on it um, either. That's a fact. Well, if, Anytime if, soon. if an no, infant sir. was crying... Just off the top of your head, what do you think could be going on there? Well, uh, like, wa- like, why? Yeah. Would he be? Mm-hmm. Probably wants uh, the nipple. Pooped in his diaper. So he's, uh, yeah, he's either hungry, hungry or pooped itself. He's he's hungry or cranky, uh, tired. Right? Tired. That's yeah. about three things that uh, babies can do. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that when they cry, they're not asking for vaping liquid, uh, liquid what? from your cigarette. Wait, what? I'm pretty <laughs> sure what? that's not what it is. But he was he was. For it. A 30-year-old Wisconsin father is accused of giving his nine-week-old son that vaping liquid. What? That's right. You let him hit the jewel? So police were called to <laughs> his house when the nine-week-old uh, infant was experiencing a medical emergency, oh, foaming at the mouth and having trouble breathing. What? Wow. The mother called the police. The mother said she saw the dad give the baby a couple drops of the vaping liquid from the other room. When she asked, why would you do that? He said, I've done it before. It's fine. What? Nice. Oh, my gosh. Then when the cops came and asked the father why he did it, he said, I don't know. He was crying. I was really tired. Dad of the year award goes to Wisconsin father. Real quick, the story reminds me, PSA, listeners, drugging infants, always going to look negatively on you. So true. Always going to look bad. Just want to let you know out there. Also, PSA, make sure you're ready to have kids. Go ahead and say right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. If you're uh, drugging them with vaping liquid, not, probably not ready. Probably not ready. Nope. Just gonna I feel say. like there's like a class that you should take, and that's like rule number yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. All right, guys. I'm pretty excited <laughs> about this. Rule number one. Don't, don't give, give your, your kids, kids chemicals. Don't. You know there's like antifreeze and that kind of stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of horrible things in yeah. vaping liquids. Yes, yes. That's right. Um, so, guys, we got a... Uh, we got a holiday coming up next week. Holiday? Mm, no, we don't. What's the holiday? Celebrate. I'm not celebrating it. Oh, Just you're going to celebrate it. No, I'm not. It's Mardi Gras Say on what? Tuesday. Oh. Ooh. That's gonna, right. You thought I was going to her out there with a with a Valentine's Day. Yeah, V-Day. Day. I was like, heck no. No. I'm we're talking Mardi Gras. Now we're talking. Yes, national holiday. King cake. King baby cake, right? That yeah, that's right. King yep. baby cake. Whoever gets the baby has to make the cake the next year. Yep. That's Let's do the that. tradition. Thankfully, NOLA.com, they let us, they, they gave us some rules and regulations for our celebration. Because I'm okay. sure we're all going to head down yeah. next week yep. yeah. um, Over. for uh, for the Celebrate. old Mardi Gras celebration. Yeah, I'll skip class that day. Of course. So here's what I want to let you know as far as this goes down. Police commander of the 8th District, Mr. Nick Gernon. Gernon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, uh, that the 8th District includes the French Quarter. So Nick deals with full-on Mardi Gras. Dude, all day. So Gosh. Nick was kind enough to break down the major offenses that can wind you up in jail during Mardi Gras for everyone. Let's hear it. So I want to go down this list with you guys. First one on the list, fairly obvious. First one on the list, um, don't get don't fight. Okay. Pretty obvious. Okay. Easy. Close. Here, here, here's Nick's sound logic on fighting. People can get hurt and things like that. So we're quick to jump in and break up fights and arrest people who are in a fight. And things like that. I agree, Nick. Good call. Mm-hmm. Good call. Next on the list, don't hit police officers. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, fighting, don't fight, don't like swing on a police officer. Sounds, sounds crazy, yeah. but it's a good idea to keep in mind. Here's what Nick had to say about being hit once during the same festival, okay. during Carnival. Carnival. When, so, when someone hit him on the side of the head, he said, I turned around and arrested him. <laughs> Just don't hit us. We're not to be struck. Sweet. Another fantastic call, Nick. Good job. Good job. Great insight. You make his commentary so dull. <laughs> Let's be honest. This is what I got. This is what I got from the report. All right, here we go. Next one on the list that can land you in jail. Don't go back to a bar that you've just been kicked out of. Girl, come on! Usually don't even let you go back into the bar. If you Here we go. No, but you can, like, try and sneak back in line and yeah. stuff. True. Yeah, true. Here we go. Nick the logic disher. Here he came out with a sound advice. <laughs> the logic disher. Here it is. <laughs> go to one of the hundred bars within a several block area. Just don't go back to that one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice, Nick. I but like w- it. once you get kicked out of one... It's kind of just like a snowball effect. Like, it's just going to get worse from there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Not that I know from, like, personal experience or anything. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Nope. Here we go. (laughs) Next thing on the list. You want to avoid bringing your guns. That's a fact. True. Mm. True. Apparently, carrying gun while drinking or while being in a bar or alongside a parade route is forbidden in Louisiana. Is that illegal? That is illegal. Oh. Which, you know... Good to know. Pretty sound logic by lawmakers right there. Yeah. I'd prefer drunk folks not having guns. And uh, if I'm at a parade, I would uh, feel safer if I knew no one had a gun at that parade. Definitely. I would like that. Yep. So that's a, that's a sound advice. Last piece. Here's the, here's the big one, guys. Kicker when we go to Mardi Gras this coming week. Kicker. Um... Don't punch a police horse. So true. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Sound advice. Right Don't there. punch a horse. Why would you do that? That's right. Who punches horses? Well, here's what Nick has to say about that. The horse puts up with a lot. They put up with a lot during every one of our events. But slapping them, that's not cool. Nope. Very true, Nick. Very true. Not cool at all. So they will they will lock you up if you slap a horse. I would love to drunk pet a horse. Yeah. Well, he I, said you can you can pet it just pet as long them. as you let the officer know that hey I'm gonna pet I'm going your horse. In. I'm going in. Horses for are it. dangerous, man. Yeah. Real with quick, their guys. Legs. Before we go to break, birthday suit. You ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Sure. Here we go. Born on February seventh, eighteen. 18- 
twelve. Holy oh, smokes! That's he's dead now. What? So yeah. just in case you weren't almost two hundred, he's not coming up on his two hundred and eight, a sixth birthday. Dang That's it! True. Are you serious? Um, our birthday suit wearer was the second of eight children. At a young age, our birthday suit wearer loved to read. Hmm. He also knew he wanted to be famous <laughs> at a very young age. Uh, he became a member of the Garrick, which was a club. That uh, was meant to regenerate the generation of drama. So it was a drama club, right? Okay. Interesting. However, before he became a serious actor, he started his career as a writer. He wrote some of the most famous novels of the Victorian era. Oliver Twist, Christmas Carol, David Copperfield, oh, Bleak Charles House. Dickens. Charles you freaking killed it, dude. Boom. Old Charlie. Good old Charlie Dickens. Nice. Charlie Dickens. Nice. Happy birthday to him, man. That's right. Writing. Have you guys re- read any of his classic works? Just the Christmas Carol. Yeah, just Christmas Carol. No, you guys never read Tell of Two Cities? No. Nope. Book. Or you that other one. It. I think that was supposed one. to be required summer reading one year that I didn't do. Very nice. Good job. Yep. Way to no. skip that. Yeah, I skipped nice. that one. It's very detailed. His writing, very dense. Because if you think about it, it was back when people had nothing to do except read. There was no television. So it would just go off on tangents of being like, let me describe this armoire. <laughs> and it'd be like, it had ornate corners. It was close to the ground, it was squatty, it was a dark brown, sort of like a chocolate, but not really a chocolate. And it just goes into this description of like three paragraphs. You have nothing like, else to do when it's dark outside, exactly. so you're going to read about this armoire. Go ahead and read for 400 pages. Armoire. But guys, we are going to take a musical break and hear from our guest, Reverend Sean Amos, with Ain't Gonna Name Names off his new album, The Reverend Sean Amos Breaks It Down. Nice. We'll be right back here on the Doc G Show. I ain't gonna name names, but the girl, she was fine. I ain't gonna name names, but the girl, she was fine. I got a piece of her heart, and a piece of hers is mine. I ain't gonna talk smack, but I sure look. To see you back I ain't gonna talk smack I sure love to see you back, honey I got a piece of your heart And a piece of yours is mine She got the keys to the car And the strawberry curl She got a good strong hold of my whole wild world Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Check out the show if you missed any of it. 
www.docgshow.com. You'll get your kicks there if you want to check out the show. That's where I check it out. Constantly. Constantly. Anyways, it is time, guys, to bring out our guest of honor. It is the Reverend Sean Amos right here on the Doc G Show. Hey, this Rock Montana. Mucho yellow. And it's rockin' yellow on the Doc G Show. And the trap I do wide open, you know? And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Today we are joined by the fantastic musician, the Reverend Sean Amos. Yes! Rev, how, how you are you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, right now right we just we just missed you here in Florida. Actually, you were down in oh, man. Punta Gorda and Gainesville last week, right? It was a blast, man. Yeah, it's the first time we've played Florida. It's really, I mean, I've only been to Florida maybe a handful of times in my life, anyway. But first time we played there, and it was cool. There's some really hardcore uh, blues and, and soul lovers down there. Very nice. So, so you would rank it as a fair? I mean, I know we don't compared to, to Mississippi or Illinois, but we, we would rank somewhat high on the blues enthusiasm. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, and I, I felt like there was, uh, I mean, the enthusiasm was there. There was uh, appreciation for some of the new stuff that we played. I get a little, it's always nerve wracking, you know, playing new stuff for people. And uh, uh, and the folks hung, hung with that material. And it, it, all around it was great. People felt like they were a, uh, they're a little stars for it, so I like it, man. We're happy, we're happy to feed them. Very good, very good. So big news on your front: you're releasing your new album, Reverend Sean Amos breaks it down. That's coming up on the 16th. So it is. How do you think this record differs from your last release? How 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 has it changed? How has it stayed the same? I, I, I think this is the best album I've ever made, and um, it's really an album I could have only made, you know, with you know some years of experience and uh, you know having lived a bit of hard road and uh, and 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 seeing uh, and gaining an appreciation for the things that are beautiful, you know, as well as wanting to you know, stand up to the things that are wrong. So it's um, it, it, it's more nuanced, I think, for sure, than, than the previous album. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the last album we did, uh, Reverend Trimus Loves You, in 2015, was really just a straight-up celebration of old-school, you know, Chicago-style you know, blues music yeah. that I just you know, fell in love with. Um, you know, that love affair continues for sure, uh, but look, you know, we're living in some crazy times right now. Definitely. <laughs> so, uh, there's no way I could ignore that and, and sort of keep my head in the sand. So uh, this album is in part a response to the times and uh, it's in part uh, you know a bit of an homage to a different side of music I've been getting into, which is 1960s freedom songs, you know, things like nice. the Staple Singers and Nina Simone and Bob Dylan and sort of that, that great sort of civil rights you know, music uh, boon of the 60s. Well, well, speaking along that that line, uh, you got to record some of these songs in some pretty great places that were uh, recording havens in the 1960s. Uh, you recorded the opening song, Moved, at, at Fame Recording yeah. Studios in Muscle Shoals, man. That is awesome. It was a lot of uh, a lot of ghosts, man. We, <laughs> we chased a lot of ghosts on this album. <laughs> for uh, for our listeners out there that aren't familiar, uh, no pun intended, this is one of the most famous studios in the world. Rolling Stones, Otis Redding, Wilson Pickett, Almond Brothers, Aretha Franklin, Etta James, you name it, they've all recorded there. So, uh, how how did you how did you come about? How did it come about to record in Fame? Hmm. You know, we we're, we're fam. I mean, you you named it right. I mean, anyone who's in music just knows about that studio. There's a, there's a great uh, documentary on the studio, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. called Muscle Shoals, which you, your listeners should check out. But so you know, if, if you're if you're a musician or a fan of music, you just know that place. And so we were in striking distance on a tour we did. We were touring to the South, uh, May. I think it was like yeah, last spring, 2017. Mm-hmm. And we were in striking distance of, of fame, and we just wanted to stop by and take a tour because you know we're just being geeks. <laughs> uh, and so we we, uh, we went in there and um, and they said, hey, if you got some time, you know, you're welcome to track a little bit if you want. What? Wow. And and how could you pass that up? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so we just went in there. And I, I, I didn't really view it as, hey, we're starting the album now. It, it was mm-hmm. more like, wow, we got this chance to record fame. Let's just 
run you know run through some things that we like to play and that we know we're getting a response live and so we ran through like maybe five or six songs that were just things that were in our set you know mm -hmm. um moved which opens up the album was the exception to the rule i mean that that one was the thing that i've been working on and we sort of did that at the very end of the session mm -hmm. uh but yeah it was, it was, it was i just chalked up to like wow what a great experience you know um, and then got back off the tour and played the tracks for my producer james says uh and he sort of went away for a couple of weeks and called me up and said come back in i want to play some of that fame stuff and he pulled up uh, moves and pulled up gene genie and i was like oh man we got we got some here <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> we got some. that that's not the only uh famous recording studio you guys recorded at you also recorded at, at royal studios in memphis yeah. And for our listeners out there that aren't familiar with Royal, uh, Al Green, uh, Chuck Berry, Buddy Guy, uh, Rod Stewart, all of them have recorded there. And you guys, uh, you, you got to play with the high rhythm section. Yeah, the, the, Al Green's old band. Exactly, man. So yeah, how, how was that the same thing? Did you just sort of fall that into that one? That one had more intention. Yeah, I mean, that one had more intention put behind it. Yeah, so, you know, the fame thing was sort of a lark and... Uh, you know, the fruits of that made me realize we had an album going on. Yeah. Uh, and then at that point, I, I, I was writing a bit. And so I, I knew I wanted to go to Memphis. I mean, I, I knew that, um, you know, there's so much history, there's so much musical history stacks and, and, and Royal, and mm -hmm. just, you know, one, wonderful musicians that come out of there, wonderful sound that comes out of there. And obviously a great blues tradition. Uh, it's also a great civil rights history and yeah. a tragic part of the history uh, with King being assassinated there. And so, I just knew that that was an important place to be to record some of this music. And so Steve Jordan's a, a dear friend uh, and an amazing drummer who plays with John Meritrio and Keith Richards mm -hmm. and everyone and their brother. And he um, he had just done a record with Robert Cray uh, called Robert Cray and High Rhythm, which just got nominated for a Grammy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he plays on one of the tracks on my album. And so we're just talking. I said, I said look, I'm going to go to Memphis and do some recording. I'm going to Royal. Uh, he's like, you gotta use high rhythm. Like, there's no choice. Like, I, I won't be your friend anymore. <laughs> use high rhythm. So, uh, so, so he uh, he was kind enough to to introduce me to those guys. So, so that one had, that that one was a little bit of an arranged marriage. Uh, I was about to say, you know, is you got to use high rhythm, and you're like, well, uh, can you get them for me? Because I'm yeah. not. I, I can't. I can't call them up. So if you can, I don't have the bat line. I don't. I'm not. I'm not I don't, I don't have the high rhythm bat line. Exactly. Well, uh, so along along with both of those studios. Uh, a guy that recorded at both of them, uh, Solomon Burke, uh, recorded at yeah. both of them. What uh, yeah. and you, you, uh, he was a big influence to you. Um, I he know, was a huge, yeah. I know you've mentioned in some of the things you've written that you said he was almost uh, a father figure to you. Uh, has he? Did would you say he influenced this most recent album? Hmm. You know, he's always with me. It's like saying, you know, does your mother influence, you know, the yeah. decisions you make now? I mean, I mean, there's just certain people in your life that, you know, they, they just they get inside you, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they sort and, and consciously or unconsciously, they're they're in some way guiding every move you make. Mm -hmm. uh, and Solomon's one of those people, so it's not like I sort of, you know, am consciously thinking about, well, let me. You know, make a record like Solomon might make. Yeah. Um, but but you know, there's a bunch of people who you meet along the way who sort of you know who move you further down the path, and, and he did, and, and, and his spirits with me all the time. And so um, nice. it's funny. I didn't, I didn't even think about it until you said that that he, he recorded in both those places. Yeah. yeah. I didn't recall that. Definitely. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, he 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 um he was an outsized figure, and he was a mentor, and he believed in me a lot, both personally and professionally. And so yeah, I feel like there's so many people you know, he included were. I, I just want to carry it forward. You know what I mean? I yeah. just want to sort of do my part to, to, to carry it forward. Now, now speaking of Solomon, you, since you spent a, a fairly good amount of time with him, is there any is there any Solomon Burke story that you had that just made you say "Wow" as far as music that you can think off the top of your head that was, you know, a wow moment with Solomon? Wow. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Um, this wow was sort of the, uh, 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 an image I saw a few times. Mm -hmm. um, over no hand which was you know, towards the end of his life he was he was he was, he was very overweight yeah um and and he was bound to a wheelchair um he had, he had bad knees in part because of the weight on them and he would he would sing from a throne that was sort of his you know thing you know? Mm -hmm. uh and, and there's a stagecraft to it and it looked you know great but it was, it was necessity he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't get up uh and i would see him 
uh, in recording sessions, you know, live gigs, you know, get wheeled on, get moved from that, you know, wheelchair to the throne. And man, and, and it, it wasn't easy. It was so hard on his body. Mm-hmm. And when the minute the lights came up or the mic, you know, the red light went on, the guy was just on. <laughs> he was just he was on. You could close your eyes and like imagine that this guy was you know dancing around the stage. Mm-hmm. And you open your eyes up and see, my guy, this guy's band to a chair. Yeah. And so that was so. I mean, I still think about that. It's like no matter how tired I am, you know, no matter how burned out, you know, I could do a fourteen-hour ride in the van to a gig, and you know, be dealing with a bunch of details and. Uh, and for some, I can always summon the strength, you know, mm-hmm. because I know because 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 if this guy could summon the strength, then clearly I can. And yeah, that tenacity, that tenacity, and, and he totally embodied the whole idea of like you know, the show must go on. Yeah, the show must go on. Big inspiration, man. Big inspiration. Well, yeah, he he, he was he was the man. He was the man. Well, I I saw in another interview that you did a while back. This was uh, right after you came out uh, with your album in 2014. Uh, you you did a you did a cover of Junior Wells, and uh, in an interview you said you know he he was a very big inspiration to you as far as uh, as far as the music. Now, would you say that's on a on a strictly harmonica level, or would you say that's on full on artist performer? Love. I think it's all, all around. I, I certainly, he's certainly one of my favorite harmonica players. There, mm-hmm. There's a playfulness to his playing that, to me, is really unique. You know, he it's just it's just a he he sort of has these funny conversations you know, mm-hmm. while he's playing harmonica. That that thing's unique. So I, I I really love him as a player. But I, I really mean as an all around entertainer. I mean, yeah. he really wanted to be you know James Brown. Yeah. Um. I mean, and it just didn't cut out you know that way for him. And so, but if you look at footage of him, I mean, the guy could dance. Uh, he had an amazing you know, stage banter. He had this voice that was similar to his harmonica playing that was just really full range, like conversational and improvisational and, 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 and balladeering. He was just really just super talented. And if, you know, if things looked a little bit differently, I think he could have been, you know, a Wilson, a Jackie Wilson or, or, or James Brown, but he sort of got stuck in this, not stuck, but, you know, ended up, you know, staying in the sort of blues mm-hmm. lane. Uh, but I, 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 I and, and to me, that's different than a lot of those blues guys of, the, of that time. A lot of great players, a lot of great personalities, but not a ton of players who were so such well-rounded entertainers. You yeah, know, like song and song and dance man. He was a song and dance man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love everybody blues, and so I find that really unique. Uh, I find that makes him sort of a unique character, particularly in that world. Yeah, I well, I remember for the listeners, I remember looking at the the Hoodoo Man's uh, blues album, opening up yeah. the cover. And uh, he's got a story in there of when he bought one of his first harmonicas, and he bought a he bought a, he wanted to buy a two dollar harmonica at a pawn shop, and he had to have it. So he cut school for a week, and he worked on a soda truck, and he made a dollar fifty at the end of the week. And he went back to the pawn shop and tried to haggle for the harmonica, but the guy wouldn't budge on the price. So uh, when the guy at the pawn shop walked away from the counter. Junior just took the harmonica and laid down his dollar fifty, and he was arrested for stealing the harmonica. Yep. And in yep. the trial, the judge asked him why he did it, and he said he had to have the heart. He had to have it. And the judge asked him to play the harmonica, and when he did, the judge just cut him off and said, all right, here, and gave the pawn shop owner 50 cents and said, case dismissed. <laughs> Leave this kid alone. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> good enough. I don't want to see anything else. But <laughs> uh, spe- speaking of uh, harmonica players, where would you uh, where would you put Little Walter hmm. on that on oh, that man. list? I mean, yeah, top three for sure. I mean, if, if I do my yeah, if I do my top, I had three hard, but five. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it's Junior, it's Sunny Boy, it's Little Walter, it's probably Otis Span. Yeah. How many, how many is that? Is that four? That's four. That's four. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I, I mean, this is, this is you know, technically probably going to give me crap about this, but I think <laughs> Howlin' Wolf up there. I, I, oh. I like Howlin' Wolf. Part. Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to debate that. That's definitely, that's definitely, uh, I mean, he, he could play the heart. There's no, there's yeah, no I question. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I mean, he's not Kim Wilson or, you know, or, you know, but, but yeah, I like, I like the style of his playing. I, I like, I like players who just are, who have, um, yeah, like a guitar solo, something to say. You know, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, and there's a lot of great modern day harp players, but I, I feel like uh, so much of modern day harmonica playing is like modern day guitar playing. It's all about sort of how fast you can play. Yeah. Sort of dramatics and, and the and jockeys. Just, 
Yeah. 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 It's it's just like you know it's on testosterone. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 more laid back than that. I, I always think with little Walter, it's it's a bit of a what if story because I mean you know he was cut he was cut so short as far as it, yeah, with, with the with, sure. with the uh, alcohol abuse and the and, yeah. and well and and you know being. Uh, killed, uh, uh, just, but yeah, you know, hard living. Well, yeah, I mean, as a result of uh, like, yeah. it anyone though. Yeah, time. it could have been muddy. It could have been wolf. Yeah, it's amazing wolf made it as long as he did. Exactly. Oh, God, I exactly. mean, it was a life. Of, I, I gotta say, also Slim Harpo. I really dig Slim Harpo. So much. Okay, that's okay. a guy that had a really distinct, distinctive, like, both his singing style and his harp playing. And like, he only had like you know very few like tricks he, in his in his bag there, but yeah, you know, he, he had a really unique sound and sort of set of licks that he played. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I sort of like the edge, yeah. Of blues harmonica point, yeah. Put put <laughs> put in a lot of uh, effect, a lot of uh, a lot of extra on. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Now, uh, well, back to the the album. Um, yeah. You you were mentioning it as far as it it being more uh, socially conscious um, than your previous albums. Uh, what, what what made you steer? I mean, obviously the the environment, but was there anything in particular that you said, you know, I I got to make an album that 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 stands for uh, something? It, yeah, I mean, it, it was. I I, I got to tell you, man, I, I was fighting it for a while, and I thought, you know, I I was, I I wondered if it was the right time for me to be saying stuff. Yeah. Um, I wondered if anyone gave a damn me saying anything um and and I, and I and i and i wasn't so sure i wanted to um i was trying to have the energy for it you know mm -hmm. but then i realized that's sort of like the problem with everyone right not everyone but I mean, that's the problem we all need to get over that's, that's always how to say more like, diplomatically you know that 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 is the 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 challenge we all face which is you know how do we avoid apathy how do we avoid feeling like we can't make a difference how do we avoid feeling like it's all just you know preordained anyway, and we have no say in the matter? Yeah. Um, you know, th there's a great activist, you know, tradition uh, in our country, and, and the world needs activists. And I, and so in some s small way, this is my contribution. Yeah. You know, I felt like, and there's not many contributions I can make at this moment in my life, um, but I got this really small little you know bullhorn, yeah. uh, and this really in this small little audience, and this small opportunity you know for some people to care what i have to say and it's also some, keeping my own sort of conscience clean you know and, yeah and what example i want to do to my kids and and so the, i just feel like um you know there was such a time when music was was the glue that held us together you know what i mean it was, it was the glue that sort of held our spirits together and and that's harder now because music is social media and music is advertising and music is you know the tie-in with the movie and the t-shirt yeah i mean movie is yeah, music is commerce you know? yeah um and and it always was to some degree but music was also what move what you know what fueled movements yes! and i just wanted to sort of make music that was motivated solely by that and, and it felt good to do that it felt like you know i um you know it felt like i'm i'm making a little bit of a contribution in some way yeah yeah well i mean so I, I, I want to come back to that in just a second, but because uh, this is this is sort of adds on it. Uh, aside yeah. from music, uh, for the listeners out there unaware, you you, you contribute uh, every now and then to Huffington Post there, and uh, I looked uh, you know back at uh, a lot of the stuff you wrote, and uh, you wrote uh, cookies and milk scenes yeah. from a '70s Hollywood childhood, which was yeah. it's a great story. It's fantastic. Thank you, man. Um, you. You, you essentially tell the story of uh, you, uh, your childhood, and your dad uh, sort of rising to fame um, because of uh, his cookie business and, and his fight through sort of uh, the Hollywood scene. Um, yeah. And, you know, I found it interesting. You described your dad as a, as a perpetual hustler. Uh, <laughs> saying most of your men, uh, most of the men of your father's generation were always moving from one opportunity to the next. And if it wasn't available to them because of the color of their skin, they sort of moved on to the next opportunity. Um, I, I also found that interesting that in that same generation, you know, that's, that's, that's Martin Luther King's generation, uh, who you said, you know, inspired aspects of your new album. Um, yeah. And 
I, I sort of wonder, do you, do you feel like you, you might have taken a little bit of both in this new album as far as hustler and protester? You took a little wow. bit of both from, the, from both of that generation. That's deep. That's deep. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, look, I'm, 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 a, I'm a hustler too, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think, yeah, I think we all. I mean, I think being a hustler is uniquely American yeah. <laughs> in some respects. Um, you know, and, and, and then maybe particularly, you know, African American. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that when you are, um, when you, when you live in a in a country that both where both anything is possible, and at the same time there are monumental roadblocks for certain you know genders and and and, and sort of disenfranchised people mm-hmm. you know races then then you have to get creative you know and so i guess you know, hustlers maybe a, a less polite way of saying entrepreneur right oh, you yeah. know, like we're here yeah, and zuckerberg's a hustler and mm-hmm. you know and uh, and, uh, and and you know uh, steve jobs is a hustler i mean so yeah, it's, 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 i think i think it's a uniquely american thing and so yes and i think that martin luther king uh was a you know a hustler for civil rights yeah (laughs) i mean he 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 had all those sort of things a hustler has which is he was he was charming and he was persuasive uh and he kept himself looking tight uh and he he was cool and and, and he was you know good with his words Um, and and he was gonna get it by really i mean to still malcolm's words by any means necessary he was yeah yeah Yeah. Absolutely, and and so so yeah, that, that, that's a great analogy. I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah, I think that um, you know, I am, I am, I am, I am part of that lineage. You know? Well, I'm you know, part, I mean, I, I saw, I saw both, you know, because obviously I saw the the the. You know, you're you're part of the the social resistance, if you will, of saying uh, saying something in your album. But I also saw, you know, you want to get out there, you want to make happy blues you want to make good blues and you yes, you, you want to you want to you want to sing it to the people so i i thought it was a little bit of a blend of both on the album yeah well you want an audience right it's funny i mean my my uh, my executive producer is a guy named roy mcclurg and a wonderful guy and he's been he's been you know behind me for for a, a couple albums now mm-hmm. and uh when i started making this album you know uh like we sent opposite sides of the political spectrum <laughs> in, in, in a pretty big way yeah and, and he and he was wondering you know where the joyful blues went I said, look, man, it, it's there, and I got joy in my heart. And, 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 if, and if a song saying we got to come together as one family yeah. is like is somehow radical, <laughs> then we're really in trouble. <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, so I think you know, I, I just want to remind people of our commonality. I mean, it's what King did, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's it's, a, it's a, just to remind people that we are stronger together than we are not. That we all share the same humanity and, and, and brotherhood, and, um, and and we deserve each other and we deserve to be good to, good to each other and it's not so it's, it's not about turning wells down and it's not about you know run the bums out of office it's just about you know reminding us of our of our humanity because we just it's easy to forget well yeah it's easy to forget on on the mlk side that's what i always try to tell people you know I, people have tried to polarize him into this uh, this figure for black society and that wasn't right. he was for everyone he yeah. he wanted he wanted everyone to have an equal share it wasn't you know it wasn't one race against another he said everybody needs to come together so everyone's got to be the table everyone's got to be the table man exactly exactly um so uh, along with that uh you know we just we just mentioned it your your dad was in the music business you're in the music yeah. business obviously you've got three children uh, do you do. do you think any of them have musical aspirations? Hmm. I don't. Um, <laughs> I have a I, my old, <laughs> I mean, nope. straight and simple. My my oldest daughter is really musical. She has a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. We do this YouTube series called Kitchen Table Blues, and mm-hmm. uh, she sat in with with us on one of them singing uh, Etta James, uh, uh, Mom, what you treat your daughter mean, and uh, she's 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 phenomenal. But it, it's not in her blood. She actually wants to be a she wants to be a a pediatric neurologist. Oh, what? So, uh, I'm I'm down with that. Or, yeah, you know, singer any day. <laughs> um, and, and my and my and my son uh, loves music, and he can you know he does all his break dancing and hip hop dancing, and he can rap as fast as anybody. But again, I, I don't see him wanting to do it professionally. And my youngest daughter can't hold a note to save her life. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we have a, we have we have a ritual. She every when I'm out on the road and I'm driving to school. 
we make it a rule that by between the house and the bus stop we have to make up a song so we have this huge catalog of songs <laughs> they're all like one verse long fair <laughs> and, enough uh, very nice. Uh, and, and she can't hold a, a tune on any of them. She remembers <laughs> all the words, but can't remember any of the melodies. So yeah, I, I think I may be alone. Enough. Now, now is she the one that's working on? Uh, I saw one of them on Instagram. Uh, drew you some cartoons there recently. Was she the uh, cartoonist? That was my, that was my son. That's my okay. son. Okay. Okay. Amazing. I yeah, I was about to say. He's, he's phenomenal. Like, yeah, I keep wanting to like draw sort of a cartoon of me, and, and uh, I wanted to do the cover of the album, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get him to. I couldn't get him to. You couldn't book him. You could, you, book him. you could book, book the him. high rhythm, but you couldn't book your exactly. son for the <laughs> album cover. Ah, it's tough. It's tough. Now, I've uh, also, I've also noticed, um, along with being a music lover, you're also uh, a donut lover. Say what? You're a donut lover. <laughs> yeah. Now, donut lover. I, I know this is like uh, choosing favorite children, but uh, do, you have a, do, this, you? do you have you're a favorite do donut? Well, I have a favorite type of donut. Yeah. Okay. So I, 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 I'm a devil's food cake donut. Guy. Ooh. So a, a good devil's food cake donut is like anytime, any place. That, that that's 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 my that's my favorite. Sweet. Um, but I but I'm you know I'm 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 not so crazy about filled donuts. I'm, yeah. I don't really go for filled donuts. Well, it's um, yeah. it's it's tough to get those tough to get those right. Um, that, that's, uh, the that's jams a- are so sweet. There's a great place uh, called, I believe it's called the Donut Man, out in Glendora, which is east of Los Angeles. It's yeah. on the famous Route 66, and they make this uh, when, when it's peach season. Uh, they make these fresh peach uh, uh, donuts that are just insane. Very nice. And so that, that's sort of my exception to the, to the stuff rule. But uh, well, next, but I like. I'm, I'm pretty simple. I'm pretty simple donuts. I like. I'm pretty plain, classic. No. I like a lot of overthinking was was when you were in austin a few weeks ago uh was that a donut that you were eating you you had on instagram you had uh from gordo's Gordo's. yeah Yeah, i gotta tell you man so i'm you know no disrespect because they were lovely there but they they got it wrong (laughs) (laughs) it was like a beignet type thing yeah and it, it had so much powdered sugar. It was literally like a half a cup of powdered sugar. Mm. Ew. It was just ridiculous. Well. And I, and it's, it's, it's an example of thinking too much. It's just overthought. Okay. The savory donut, the sweet donut, it, 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 it's, it's too much. I'm I was very, I was disappointed. Nice I'm, people, good service, you know, but sorry. I'm sorry, Gordos. Uh, rethink your inks. You do not, you do not get a, uh, you do not get a full advertisement yeah. here. Sorry. Thank you for your service. Thank yeah. you for your service. Yeah. Well, next time you tour in Florida again, you're gonna, you're gonna have to do a show in Jacksonville, and I'll take you to the donut shop here. It's a gen- donut shop. Yeah, generic name, but right. fantastic donuts. And uh, how long has it been around? Uh, ooh. It's definitely been around a, at least a decade. I know that. Okay. It's, it's been around for a while, but it's uh, oh, they 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 do donuts right. I'll say that. I'll say All that. All right, I'm in. That's the reason to come to Jacksonville. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that alone. Exactly. Good donuts are a good reason to go anywhere, man. Always the Lord. Rev, I, w- I want to thank you for being on the show, man. Oh man, lots of fun. Great conversation, man. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for, for, for the time and. Uh, and for helping to uh, keep the blues alive, man. We really appreciate it. Definitely. Listeners, you can check out his new album, February 16th. The singles are out now. You can check it out, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, or you can go to his website. That would be SeanAmos.com. And you can check him out on Twitter and Instagram at RevAmos. R-E-V-A-M-O-S. Right now, we're going to hear the Rev with a single, 2017, right here on the Doc G Show. Children's eyes have seen in 
thing man what a cool dude you know he's done a lot that story is crazy he's been around man i mean solomon burke and uh working with quincy jones and now he's got his own music that he's dominating with good time glad he could come by the show get his talk on with me for a few minutes provide some good tunage yes sir right my gosh well and the hits don't stop I mean, next week, as I They're said. They're just going to keep rolling. Next week, we got Rich Cho, which I can't wait to talk some talk some food and some ball with him. That's going to be dope. Can't wait for that. And then after that, we got Shane Torres, who uh, killed it on uh, Conan. That's right. And he's, he's recently, nice. I mean, everybody on social media has been talking about his joke about Guy Fieri. Mm. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that when we, get, when we talk to him. But, uh, yeah, can't wait, guys. Keep listening to this show, everybody. Guys, are you ready for the last birthday suit? Let's do it. Let's do it. Three for three. Come on. Our birthday suit wearer was born in Andrews, South Carolina on February 7th, 1967. Interesting. Shortly after birth, his family moved to Brooklyn in the Bed-Stuy area. We in Bed-Stuy? Mm-hmm. What's that from? B-I-G. Yeah. Our birthday oh. suit wearer was bust out of the multicultural Bed-Stuy area to the predominantly white schools for high school and middle school where he was bullied and harassed by other students. Eventually, he dropped out of high school altogether. Later on, he learned to, uh, he earned his GED. Our birthday suit wearer was started doing stand-up in 1984. Hmm. After Eddie Murphy saw the routine of our birthday suit wearer, he started mentoring this young comic. 
He became a cast member of Saturday Night Live in 1990. Eventually went on to star in multiple movies. The Longest Yard, Bad uh, uh, Lethal Weapon, Nurse Betty, Grown Ups, Madagascar. Oh, Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock is correct. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What's the oh the, everyone hates Chris? Every time yeah, everybody <laughs> hates Chris. That's right. Fantastic man. You know the thing I love about Chris Rock is he's such an observational comedian. He he almost in his stand-up doesn't tell jokes. It's he's just literally like just telling situations the truth <laughs> with the exact with an exaggerated voice, and you're like, yeah, yeah that's, that's funny. Good. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Like he's fantastic. He was part of the bad boys of Saturday Night Live mm. with Chris Farley and David Spade. The young boys that mm-hmm. came in in the 90s. Adam Sandler as well. They shook things up. Nice. Yep. Fantastic. Some of the best years of, uh, of Saturday Night Live. But he is our birthday suit wear. Happy birthday. What is that? 51? 51. Wow. Big 5 1 Dang. for Chris Jeez. Rock. Old man. Looks so young, though. Yeah. He still looks the yeah. exact same. Hasn't aged Mm-mm. for 25 years. No. Good for Chris. Yes. Keep it going. He's yeah, recently divorced as well. So uh-huh. good luck on Why? the on the singles market, Chris. Hey, if he looks that good at 51. You know, just exactly. Fine. It no, no worries. Yeah. And as funny as he is, he's going to find some ladies. Mm-hmm. No doubt. He's finding the ladies right now. Rock out with. Chris, if you want to come on to the show, be sure mm. to come on the show. Anywho, guys. <laughs> We got to end it up today. That is the oh, show. No. It is the show. Man. We got to move on, but so we are going to start right now preparing for Mr. Rich Cho. Oh, We're yeah. We're going to start oh, right now. You know who else is going to be on the show? Michael Jordan. <laughs> Don't make me pass out. <laughs> Don't make yeah, me pass man. out from excitement. Oh. No, Claude Lathan. Nice. Oh. Claude Lathan. He's also going to talk some NBA because guess what? There's also an all-star game that's going to be oh, that's happening, right. that is happening the weekend after that. So we're going to talk to both of them about the all-star game. We're going to talk to Rich about food that he loves across the country. Food extraordinaire. Big time bites there. We're Dude, going to talk to him. It's I'm sure he's had some, some top-notch food. Everywhere he goes. Yeah. Everywhere he goes. I can't wait. But until then, guys, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave, Burley Man Berlin. Be back on the A-game next week, peeps. That's right. He's going to get healthy. He's going to eat right, think right, sleep right. Yep. Also with me, as always, Justin. Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Nothing happened to me. Nothing happened to you, but you'll be back <laughs> with your A game. game. Next week too. You'll always, be ready. always. And I hope you're ready, listeners, for an A game show next week. Until then, zip it up and zip it out. <laughs> <laughs>